It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX, place a $1 football bet, and get $150 in free bets. It's just that easy. We're here. It's episode eight of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. I'm Leah Merrill, joined today by Steve Peters. Craig Morgan is not with us today. He is at Gila River Arena covering game three of the rookie tournament so it's just you and me, Petey. And no Craig Morgan. It's like when dad's away. <laughs> I know. Or the real teacher's away. Or like, yeah, we have a substitute we'll get, teacher. We'll try to live up to Craig's yeah. standard. I know for all his fans. <laughs> we'll try. Watching. We'll try. Well, uh, Petey, you were back in Gila River Arena this past weekend for the first time since you left. How did that feel? You know, it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, there was good and bad. Like, it was hard. You, you walk up to the media gate instead of the, the team entrance. Um, but it was good. There were got a chance to see a lot of, of people, a lot of good friends that I had in the building, and I got to watch hockey. I haven't been to a live hockey game in over a year. Um, so that part was exciting. And you know what? The Coyotes team that they put on the ice on Friday that we've been talking so much about how challenging the year is going to be, um, the prospects played really, really well. So that part was fun. I had a great time. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely dive more into your takeaways from the rookie tournament. But first up, there's just a lot of news in the Coyotes realm that happened in the last couple days so I just thought we could kind of start off by getting into some of that I I don't even know where to start because there was two kind of things that came out today um what what do you well you talk about the 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 new arena all right we'll go to the arena first we've spent a lot of time where the Coyotes going to play what's the arena going to look like are they going to be in Glendale we're going to be you know Chase Field all of the things we've been talking about and then comes the article today talking about um a new building in Tempe I mean, I've seen the pictures, I've seen the renderings, I've read the plan. It's really exciting. It's awesome. It's it fantastic. It looks beautiful in the beautiful photos and the renderings. And, and the, the part of it where it's not going to be public money funding the building is so refreshing to hear from a sports team. You're, you're seeing, you know, you don't want to see the taxpayers have to flip the bill for everything. So that part of it's exciting. Um, I, I just, I'm trying to temper my own excitement because I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. I've seen drawings before. I've seen mock-ups before. I've seen pictures before. I've seen shovels in the ground before. If you go back to Los Arcos, I hope it happens. I hope the team has a new building that that suits their needs and gets them closer to hockey fans and does all of the things they want to do. I'm just going to take a deep breath right now and wait. I mean, they were the only proposal that Tempe received to redo that land and rejuvenate that space. So you think things will start moving forward, but it's an incredibly long process. I'm excited about it, but I'm going to take a deep breath. Yeah. And like you said, it was the only proposal right now. It's a compost site, I believe. Um, So it's either going to become this or stay that, I guess, are the only two options. Um, in part of the proposal, um, it includes a practice rink that will also serve as the headquarters of the team's youth hockey program and open to the public, which is great. We've talked about the importance of having more rinks here in the Valley. Um, the location is incredible. They're looking to like revamp the walkway, add water back to the uh, Salt River, that sort of thing. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll have more information on this Um Later this week, Craig is planning to... Yeah, as always, Craig. Yes. Wait for I Craig. Mean, exactly. No, He's I, planning to dive deeper into this. So um, we're hoping for our, yeah. our live show Wednesday, we'll have some more information about this. But 
um, this did just like come and out. And all, all kidding aside, so. Craig Craig is connected with all the people involved in yeah. the process. So yeah. Craig is the best source. And for those members, jump in the member Discord. I know Craig's in there a lot. He yeah. might be able to answer some questions on this right away. Um, but he's going to be the guy that's going to carry the, the heavy lifting on yeah. this. Like, and I've also I've already seen some questions in the member Discord this morning. So we'll um, keep tabs on the, all those questions that everyone in the Discord is asking and keep note of that so that we can bring up later yep. once we have some more um, and as answers. more things come out we'll be here yeah exactly exactly so and the other big news and the other big news this morning is the white kachina is back you can see it here behind me <laughs> what is old is now new yes, again this is um pd this is the original that's back from, in the old days. What, it says 19, phoenix on the shoulders i don't know it's old yeah. it's old yeah. well uh but we had you know in short time frame we made do I think it's great. I've always liked the logo. I think it was one of the best logos in hockey. It is. <laughs> and you know what? When it changed, the thought process, when it changed originally was when they moved to the new building, they wanted to have that original six look. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the original six teams, like you look at Toronto and, and, and Detroit, it's a two color team. Like they had two colors. So it was red and white. That was it. That was the mandate. We want to look like original six, simple logo, simple colors. They accomplished that, and it was great. Yeah. Um, added black in a few years later, make a little changes, and here we are back to this yeah, again. Yeah, it is funny how fashion does come back around, like literally just in regular fashion and in jerseys. So the white will serve as their a away jersey this year. Um, the black kachina will be their home jersey. They are redoing the – I mean, we've, we've already seen the ice. It's the kachina on the rink. They're going – Back to the Kachina. Um, there'll be eight nights where they will wear the Red Coyote head. They do want to keep that as part of the look. But primarily, this will be the jersey. And they're also going to wear this white one on their home opener. Um, I, I think it's great. But yeah. what happens with Howler? Because he's that's the big, a real, soft, I know, That's a fuzzy, question I didn't even think about. Big, fu- soft, fuzzy Coyote. Does he change? Is it a new look? I don't know. I mean, clearly he'll change his jersey to yeah. a Kachina jersey, but does he change but his But Howler is a popular uh, mascot in the NHL. Like, he's highly ranked in terms of the NHL mascots. And these are the hard-hitting questions I mean, we answer. But you could THL. also argue, like, what is Gritty's relevance to the Flyers? Fair and enough. there is none. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets mascot. Like, so I don't think how, – based okay. on those two – Tidbits. So you think he's safe? I think he's safe. Think about, okay, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get Craig we'll, we'll, on that we'll, today. Yeah, too. <laughs> that's the that's the hard hitting journalism that's that right. people really want to know. Oh my goodness! So yeah, so that was some other big news uh, this morning as well. Um, and I think, I mean, people have been anticipating this for yeah. a while. It's, it's like Craig has said in his articles. It's the worst kept secret in Arizona <laughs> exactly. for for hockey fans. People knew it was coming. It's great. The Kachina went on the ice. Let's embrace it. Welcome it back. I saw a lot of Coyote employees over the last few days at the rookie tournament, and you know all of the staff is decked out in Coyotes jackets and T-shirts and 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 hats. I mean, the logo is back for sure. Like yeah. everybody's embracing the Kachina, so I think it's fantastic. And I also think like it's it's one of those logos that is widely loved. Like it's it's among the NHL. Like people love this logo. It's not really controversial. Like it is well liked, and you know, going into this year that we've talked about, it's going to be a challenging year. Like the fans need something to be excited about need, you know, if, if all of it is, is loving the logo and loving the Jersey, like we we all need something to hold on to. So I think this was a really smart move to, to go through this rebrand now, especially as 
you know, we're in the, oh my gosh, how many times we're going to say a yeah. rebuild, we should like start a tally or I something. Know. But, uh, but I just think in terms of the timing of this, that make, it makes sense to me. Because and there is, trust me, there's a marketing department right now. They're looking at a new building. You're looking at coming out the other end of the rebuild. There are people sitting around a table this morning, moving past the Kachina for what's next for when this team is ready to blow up and the new building and all that. So somebody's got drawings for the next one already. Yeah. So they're already thinking beyond this. Yeah. It's coming. Like the, the change in the next rebrand will be right around the corner. Definitely. Um, just while we're touching on news notes related to the Coyotes, um, another thing that came out is that the Coyotes will be in 11 nationally televised games this season, three of them on TNT, eight on ESPN Plus slash Hulu, um, the three on TNT will be November 10th versus Minnesota, January 12th versus Toronto, which makes sense. Austin Matthews uh, homecoming, um, February 23rd versus L.A. Those are all going to be home games on TNT. So you can look out for those as well as part of the the new package. You I know, guess, and yeah. players and, and you might not think <laughs> this, but players and coaches look forward to this, mm-hmm. to being on that stage. And I know. If you want to watch a hockey game, no matter where you are in the world, you can watch it. Like mm-hmm. the, there's access to it. But when it's nationally broadcast, talk to football players that play on Monday night or get the Sunday night game that you know all the eyes are watching them. There is a little different swagger during that game. People know it. They're aware of it. The, the, you know, the, the media celebrities from those broadcast networks are in the building, and it's, it's just more fun. So it, it's great the Coyotes are getting recognized some you know for some games nationally i think it's great yeah definitely something to look forward to and another thing to look forward to is that the coyotes will play the dallas stars um in a preseason game on october 3rd um in el paso which was the in el paso texas the winner of craft hockeyville usa um and you mentioned before that we started recording that you have yes. been to a craft hockeyville the coyotes game. played in a craft hockeyville years ago in sylvan lake alberta against the calgary flames and it's really interesting because, again, it's like that other thing where it's it's not an outdoor game. I understand the cachet that goes with that, but it is fun. Like you're in these small communities and people are just excited that you're there. The parking lot has lines of people just to watch you walk into the building as players. So that that part's exciting. Yeah. The, the catch to all that is you're playing in a building that usually has 10 and 12 year olds playing. And now you're trying to accommodate professional athletes that are used to a different standard. So those things are what's most difficult to overcome. And I remember just in my job alone, I have computers and servers and monitors. I have a lot of power needs. And they put me in a room that had no outlets. Oh, God. And so you're getting ready for the game and you have no power. And I know it's you think of the little details, but that's what you run into when you're in a building like that. So, and it wasn't just me, it was power to run the the national news media outlets and the players are getting dressed in stalls that are usually used for adult league. And it's, it's a big change and you get out on the ice and you've got a few hundred people watching. It's incredible. Like the, the vibe in the building is really, really cool. So I don't know how many players they're going to take to that game. You don't always take your your top 20 players to that game in, in in training camp you mix rosters there's a game before at home against anaheim um so you know they won't have their entire nhl roster there so we'll have to wait and see who they bring and what kind of experience they have but it's really fun for the players and i i, I hope the fans there really embrace the whole environment of the event yeah and it's exciting i like the idea of you know getting upgrades to rinks and hockey 
brings in the Southwest and, you know, like Texas and El Paso is part of that. So it's great. that's really, it's a great it's really idea. exciting. It's great for hockey. Yeah. And Craft Hockeyville, um, it's in fact more than 80 communities with more than $4 million in rink upgrades across Canada and the U.S. So this one will be at El Paso County Events Center, like I said, on October 3rd at 7 o'clock. So, you know, just something to another date to keep an eye on on the That's calendar. Fun. And it's all coming really, really, really I quick. I know. It's already September 20th and we're just, you know, a week away from preseason. So, I mean, it's it's coming. Yeah, it comes quick. It's exciting. Well, um, why don't we wrap up the rookie tournament? Um, like we said, there's a game happening now. Craig's at Healer River Arena. I can check the score in a second. But uh, Petey went to his first game on Friday. The Coyotes won 5-2 against Vegas. And last night, they lost 2-1 in a shootout to L.A. Um, Dylan Gunther had the lone Coyotes goal yesterday. Petey, what did you take away from this you know, weekend we, we on Friday? We spent a lot of time over the last week and a half talking about what to expect from this tournament, who to look for and who to watch. Um, they, the ones we highlighted the most, they all performed, but there are some other guys that really came in that were kind of surprises that weren't on the radar prior to this tournament. And those are the ones you're most excited for yeah. because they're the guys that now they got a good look this weekend. Now they get a chance to play next week and now they get to make it to the big camp and see how they perform there. So, I, I kind of gave it my my top five, the right, top yep. five guys Let's that that shame, performed can we over see the camp. The, the PD's top there five. There they are. There's PD the top five from the weekend. Um, and I know right now everybody's watching recorded version of this show because they're watching <laughs> Craig tweet from the rink live during the game. So this the game today has already happened by the time you watch this. But the top five guys, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about Liam Kirk. We had him on the show. Um, he's an interesting story. We expect him to be a leader down in Tucson, um, as advertised. Offensive player, um, possessed the puck well, made a really nice playmaker, great on the power play. Um, he's fun to watch. He's going to bring an element down to Tucson that they've been missing, that exciting, you know, offensive since Garland left. I mean, that kind of offense. Um, we'll stay up front. Dylan Gunther, Gunner, as he is called, and firsthand got to see why they call him Gunner. The kid can shoot the puck. Yeah. Like, honestly, he scored both of his goals from the top of the circle, beat the goalie clean. He can shoot the puck. Yeah, that um, one video of that shot where it hit the water bottle and then that was all over Twitter on Friday. He's, he's amazing. Like, he's, yeah. he's not ready for to play here. Like yeah. I know fans are going, Oh, let's get him here. No, let him play yeah. junior. Let him succeed. But he was fantastic. Like he was great on the power play. All of the things we've discussed about all true, but the third forward, and I had him as my best player of the first two mm-hmm. games was Ben McCarthy. And he's a seventh round draft pick. The NHL seventh round draft picks don't play mm-hmm. very, very, very rarely do they ever get the chance to play in the National Hockey League. And by no means am I saying Ben McCartney is going to play in, for the Coyotes anytime soon. But he was a kid that did what he needed to do for rookie camp. He worked incredibly hard. He went to places on the ice where people don't like to go to. Went net front. So he had a he had a battle through tough defensemen. He had a battle through sticks. He went hard into the corners. And he ended up on the score sheet. And if not for him going to the net, Dylan Gunther doesn't get his goals because he's screening the goaltender. And I know it looks easy on TV to go, oh, go stand in front of the goalie. You're looking 15 feet from a guy that's shooting a puck 100 miles an hour, (laughs) and you don't know where it's going. It's fearless. It's a hard place to go. So 
he stood out to me. I'm excited to see how he translates when he's playing with the men this weekend. Yeah, I do. So we'll see. So actually, a Craig, a Craig Morgan tweet. This look, Craig's contributing to I our know. show, and he Great. doesn't even know. Um, Ten minutes ago, Ben McCartney draws a penalty, gets tripped a second time in front of the Ducks goal, stays with it, and basically scores from his knees to tie the game at two-two. Again, max effort guy. Wow. Yeah, and <laughs> and he's another guy that's scheduled to start off in Tucson, and he's a guy you pay to watch. Like it, because when he jumps over the boards, he is going to work hard. And uh, that's all you can ask for from a young guy. And for a seventh round pick to be getting this much attention and accolades this early, I'm really excited for this kid. And to hear that oh, that happened scored, today. He also scored the first goal in this game, too. So both of the Coyotes he goals scored today. two today? Yeah. Uh, oh. Good second effort. Whacked the, in the equalizer from the And I have on the my number one play. kid. On and he's team. got two. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Wow. So good pick for yeah, you yeah. on it. <laughs> and Craig did not do that. There was no help from Craig. And and I'm on the back end, I'm going to go with two guys. We talked a lot about Provolnev. He was okay. He was okay. And, and I think maybe he's holding his game back. He's 26. He's more mature. Played in the K. Maybe he's waiting for next week. Maybe. He wasn't as dynamic. I didn't notice him. He was okay. He made the safe plays. He moved the puck up the ice. Ty Emerson. University of Wisconsin player, noticeable, physical, big hits yesterday, put a couple guys down. Um, he's again, we go back to the Tucson roster, another guy that should be starting off the season in Tucson, big physical defenseman that can move the puck. He was great. And here's the one we need Craig for. The surprise for me at the back end was Vladislav Kolachonuk. Wow. Like he was just dynamic. Yeah. Like he was, uh, he was, was up AJ's in the play pick on Friday. Yeah. AJ was already had and him he was on right. his radar. Yeah. He, he, I tell you what, he was, he was up in the play all the time. He was around the net and you're going, wait a minute, that's a defenseman. Like he real nose for the puck. Um, he, he could go end to end with it. He's got some skill. I'm curious to see again, how he translates to the bigger and better players. Um, so there were some bright spots this week and, and that's exciting. And you, we talk about what's the future going to hold. We don't know. We don't know what the draft picks. Right now, they're just a pick on a piece of paper. There are some prospects that have some skill, and they're going to all go down to Tucson, play together, and grow together, just like we've been talking about for this rebuild. So there's the maybe there. Again, I yeah. got a long way to go, but there's a maybe. So that's good. Yeah, exciting. well, it's super exciting. And, um, I, you know, the rookie camp will look a lot different next year. Like you mentioned, we have all those uh, draft yeah. picks on the horizon for the Coyotes. So. It'll be a whole other thing, but it's exciting to hear that yeah. there was some um, exciting prospects. Um, another thing that happened this past weekend was uh, your Minnesota Vikings played the Arizona Cardinals. Shane, pull up the picture. This is the photo that wow. we have talked about a few times. I don't think we've ever shared it. So here it is. PD on the yeah. team playing in his. We're, it was in the Vikings, Vikings where we're <laughs> in the playoffs couple years ago and i happened to bring my horns with me on the team plane i was excited we actually flew during the game so i i missed it i wish i would have missed this one as well yeah hey but you but you your draft kings of the week last week was correct because like you kind said, of bet, well see i bet the cardinals because i said bet yes. with your head not your heart i had them cover and it was a the spread was at four and and they won by one so bet with my head lost rooted against my team and then they lose. A team that could be 2-0 right now is now 0-2. Um, and the Cardinals are sitting 2-0. and And what a fantastic start for them. So my DraftKings tip of the week, I have now changed my mind. Don't bet against your team. <laughs> Just I, I know I'm supposed to be all Cardinals all the time. It's my hometown team. 
don't bet against your team. You know what? I'm going to stay away from the Vikings the rest of the year. I am not going to include them in any of my picks of the week. And Shane, do you have a mic, Shane? Yeah, I do. So, like, <laughs> you told me to stay away from the Chiefs game, too. Yeah. And I, I didn't. Did. Yeah. Oh, no. And I, I lost. I, I, I told everybody to stay away, and I couldn't stay away. So You didn't either? No. No, I took a, I got the idea over, and then, unfortunately, the Chiefs covering. Um, I just I love Lamar Jackson, so I was, I was okay to lose to him. Yeah, he was – by the way, he was outstanding, and I don't want to turn this into a football show, but those were two outstanding yeah. football games. And before my next bet of the week, Shane, promise – I will go to you first. I promise. <laughs> all right. All right. And, and but I will say this to people that are, that, and I know here's my plug for DraftKings. If you haven't signed up, like you don't, like I put a $5 bet on a game I was watching just because I was watching it. Yeah. And your emotions, now you're in it. Like yeah. you were so well, into those games. Especially the game yesterday. It was so back and forth. It could like, it came down to the last play. Yeah. Like for, if you're betting and especially if you're more of a passive f- football fan, like it just makes it so much more exciting. I won I doubled my money on the first play of the game because all I had, like, I did Somebody the no-brainer bet last week. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it just makes it so much more exciting. And like you mentioned, it, DraftKings makes it so easy to bet in yeah. the game. So there's just so many ways um, to do it. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX to sign up. Um, their offer this week is you receive $150 in free bets instantly, which if you're just trying to figure it all out, you can use DraftKings money to do so instead. Um and kind of get your feet under you. And then um, this week also, um, they're doing same game parlays, which I don't even know, Shane, what what is a, a, a same game parlay? Like, what does that even mean? So they're so fun. It's um, so, you know, a parlay is when you have multiple picks and you parlay them together and to, to make better odds. Like, so the same game parlay, you would take – like what I did last night, I took the over and I took the Chiefs minus three and a half and those odds combine. But then you can also get crazy. Like you can say like, I think Lamar Jackson's going to have 50 rushing yards. The Chiefs are going to win by three or by three, at least three. And then this over is going to hit also. And all of those odds combined. So it's a parlay just within the same game with stats, props, whatever. It's great. Fun. Well, yeah. And there's a promotion on DraftKings. You can be credited up to $25 if your bet loses. So yeah, again, they're just, they're just helping you exactly. learn how to bet because we've only been doing this for... Or at least I've only been doing this for about two weeks. So. And that is the kind of insight you get on the Bet Show. Exactly. Bet Show every day at noon, Monday through Friday. So don't and be afraid to tune in because he does give you that kind of information every day. If you're not sure what to do, if you're just learning, Shane would be glad to help you out. So just watch his show. Yep. So DraftKings Sportsbook app, code PHNX, 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And uh, we've talked a lot about how we rely on Craig for our coverage and you can find all of that coverage at gophnx.com. Become a member so you can get access to all the amazing stories behind the paywall, not just Craig's, but everybody else um, here. We got all the beats covered, Suns, Cardinals, ASU, U of A, although U of A, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, actually. (laughs) We just won't even go there. But um, the Coyote, we just got an update today. The Coyote shirt is still the top selling shirt. Seriously. However, I don't know if you saw it. Shirt yesterday. Um, it's an amazing, it's amazing shirt. shirt. So we might have some competition. Be sure to check that shirt out as well because it's a phenomenal shirt. Um, and you can see that on all of our social accounts. And if you sign up uh, for the year membership, you get to choose a free shirt. So 
you can choose the Coyotes one. You can choose the Rise of Red Sea one if you want to be more timely with the Cardinals' success right now. Um, but yeah, just be sure to check all of that out because there's a lot of great stuff happening on the website. And a lot more stuff to come. We're and gonna try to put some video stuff, stuff behind yeah. that. Yeah, table. we have a lot, we have a lot of big ideas. It's early days. It's, here. it's still early days. Um, well, coming up this week is training camp, and we're gonna talk more about training camp on our show on Wednesday. However, we have you here, PD. You were an NHL coach for 23 years, so I just want to talk to you a little bit about what goes into from the coaching side, preparing for a training camp. And the other thing I want to talk about is that. Um, Coach Turini just announced or said what each of his assistant coaches are going to be doing, and I kind of want to break that down with you as well. So, what should what should we start with? When the you start with training the... camp, let's start with training camp okay. because it's well, from Wednesday. We're going to approach it from the view of the player. Yeah, we're going to go. Okay, what's training camp like? Matter of fact, tomorrow's show we got Ray Whitney coming on. Yes, and Ray is going to tell what his experience was like. And that'll be on tomorrow's podcast. You know what his experience was like going through training camp. And in his long career, training camp changed. And I'll spend more time talking about training camp in 1997 versus training camp in, in 2021. And they are vastly different yeah. on how players prepare, how long camps are, and what they do. So we'll do more of that Wednesday. Today it's going to be what are the coaches doing and what have they been doing? And What's more difficult than a year like this for the Coyotes and their prep for training camp is it's a new head coach and it's a new message and it's a new way of playing. Um, if you have the same head coach, if Rick Tockett were coming back and you were playing Rick Tockett's systems, you would tweak things that you had done throughout the season. What I mean tweak things, the key to training camp is you have three or four days to teach the players how you're going to play. In football, you, you liken it to the playbook. And, you know, you have all, have to know, memorize, and learn all the plays. In hockey, because nothing is really stationary except the faceoff, you can't have plays. Like, people don't have plays. You play a certain way. You play a certain style. Like, when we're forechecking on the puck that we dumped in, we're going to forecheck through the dots, which means you're going to look at the dots on the ice, and that's how we're going to approach the puck. Some coaches... They'll forecheck along the wall. Um, some guy will send one on the puck. Some will send two. All of those things are what we refer to as your system, how you play, where every player on the ice is supposed to go. So if Rick Tockett were back, he may change one or two minor details in some of his systems, but all of his videos, his teaching system tapes, his what he's going to put on the board, his reports, all of those things are done. Andre is starting from scratch. That's going to be hard. Um, you need to teach players how to play your style of hockey in three or four days because they have a game this year on day five. You've got to teach everybody everything in that short time frame. So you're going to see a lot of video. You're going to do a lot of time at the whiteboard. There's going to be a lot of meetings. Um, and there's going to be what we call walkthrough on the ice. So they're neutral zone four check. They're going to walk through every position. It's very rudimentary. And in People probably think that, oh, it's so high-level stuff. It's the same stuff you would walk through with your high school team. Okay, the centerman, you're going to go here. You're going to pursue the puck first, and then you're going to follow on a D to D pass. Okay, winger, we're going to walk where you go. And it's mm -hmm. really slow motion so everybody can see where everybody is supposed to be on the ice. Because in a game, those decisions, where you go and when you go, have to take place in a split second. The game is so fast. You have to know where to go all the time. And because 
people make mistakes. People score goals. This is a game of mistakes. You'll look at a, oh, he was supposed to be here instead of there. And what we said in the locker room, you already had the abbots, the abbots, the player came in. Yeah, but yeah, but this guy went that way. And yeah, but I thought I was supposed to follow the puck. They can't make the decisions as fast as they need to. And that's what you try to hone into them in training camp. Here's where you go through these patterns over and over and over again. And that's the major component of what coaches are trying to accomplish. They're teaching. So it's four days of teaching for Andre. How is he going to play for the upcoming season? And what role are the assistant coaches going to be playing in that? So everybody gets, it's different. (laughs) Again, we'll go back to football. Football's got an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. And that's their job. And that's what they're going to do next year. He'll be the offensive coordinator and you'll be the defensive coordinator. Now in hockey, guys change their responsibilities because you want different voices doing different things. And we've talked about Mario Duhamel coming in as the right-hand man, um, as it were, for Andre Tournier. He's going to be in charge of the penalty kill this year. Now, last year, Corey Stillman ran the penalty kill. So what does that mean for the penalty killers that were here last year? Well, it's a different voice potentially different systems. We're going to penalty kill a little bit differently. Um, It's a way to get a different voice from what they had last year, whether they had success or not. It's just what he will do. Now, what does that mean being in charge of penalty kill? He'll scout the opponent's power plays. How are we going to defend that penalty kill? Um, He'll coach in game. We need to make adjustments in game to the penalty kill. He'll provide all the reports and all of the video leading up to the game and all of the post game things related to the penalty kill. So, when you look at a hockey team, there's three jobs. Penalty kill, when you're shorthanded, the power play. Phil Housley has the power play again. And Phil Housley's a guy, you, you try to assign the roles to the coaches that did that position when they played. Phil Housley was one of the greatest offensive. He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame defenseman from the offensive side of the puck that knows how to play on the power play. So who better to teach it? So he will be responsible for all of the video work, all of the in-game adjustments, the personnel, that goes to the head coach usually who's going to play on it. But everything else, Phil will take care of the power play. And then Corey Stillman is what they call the five-on-five pre-scout. What his job is going to be is he will pre-scout all of their opponents. So if they're playing L.A. on Friday, Corey's responsibility is to watch L.A. play their previous two or three games and come up with a game plan. What are they doing well that we need to take advantage of and try to get better and beat them at? Or where are their weaknesses that may give us an opportunity to create more offense? So everybody's got their little piece of the pie. So when they get to the rink in the morning, everybody goes off, does their their job. And then usually the head coach pulls all of those people together. And now you communicate, collaborate, and bring it all together. Because I think it works best when everybody can contribute. Everybody can help. And everybody has a little bit of, of things to say about even the other guy's responsibility. I think that's when those rooms work the best. Yeah. And, and a lot of, um, the ones are at least for, uh, coach Duhamel coaching forwards, including video sessions, Phil Housley coach the defense, including video sessions, Corey Solman work with the forwards, including video sessions. Is every NHL coach a video coach now? Like how is that approach going to change without a strictly assigned video coach i mean that's what yeah what were you doing as the video coach that now that that role isn't there that the other coaches have to take See, it's on? different now and there's a guy there's a video coach there's name's hunter churney and he they came in from boston 
different responsibilities and roles that I had. And you're right. If you're going to be a coach in the National Hockey League, you need to be a video guy too. You have to be able to work on a computer. You got to be able to break down film because there is so much work to do. And there's so much information that they have access to. One guy can't do it. Everybody has to jump in and help. So I think everybody, everybody in their own way is a video coach. But what Hunter's job is, Hunter is... Hunter's distributing all that. He's he's collecting and distributing all of that data and all of that information. It goes through him first, and then he'll disperse all of that information to the appropriate coach. You know that that video coach job. It's it's techie. It's hockey. It's administrative. It's a really busy job that kind of funnels everything around the room. Um, but those coaches do have to be able to do the heavy lifting on the computers that they didn't used to do. It didn't exist. Like Jim Schoenfeld back in the late 90s, he didn't know. Like you get it all ready for him and he presents it. It's just it's just different. It's just evolved. And when you talk about running the forwards and the defense, and I think most fans may know this, similar to the offensive and defensive coordinator, when you're making changes on the bench, just look down. Phil Housley is going to stand closer to the defenseman and he's going to change the defenseman. So he'll holler on the ice when it's time for somebody to make a change when they're tired or he'll be watching what what forwards are coming out for the opponent. You know, Sidney Crosby's coming out. I better get Chick on the ice. You know, so that's his responsibility, making sure the defensemen that should be on the ice are on the ice. And again, for the forwards, who's ever running the forwards has to make sure the correct forward group is out. Um, sometimes the head coach will run one or the other. Most often, the coach is kind of overseeing it all, and he's deeper into the strategy of what's going on in the ice. It's it's really so interesting to hear because those are all the things that, from a, at least for me, I've never really spent much time thinking about it. It all just happens. Um, and also, a lot of people have been asking you questions in the member discord that you've been answering on the coaching side. So that's been really interesting. It's fun. That yeah. discord, I can tell you, there's some really <laughs> strong hockey people in that room. Like they, it's good. It's fun. It's and, really and again, fun. it's, it's people that are here at PHNX. They just want to talk about their sport, yeah. whatever they're, you know, I've been, before I came in here, I talk, was talking Suns basketball and Diamondbacks baseball. People just want to talk about yeah. sports. Yeah. And that's what the discord is. Yeah. It's just talking about your sport. Yeah, it's super fun. And I'm, I'm excited once hockey season starts up that like we'll be able to start doing bets on hockey. I mean, right now we can do team future bets and player futures, but you know, there's no games right now to be betting on. I'll be curious to see what that's going to be like. Yeah. Um, we're going to, you and I are going to try our hand at that. Craig said he is not going to be <laughs> Well, we're going to have to watch. And, and one of the things before opening night, we have to watch what the f- team futures are for um, points for the Coyotes. Yeah. We will make that our bet of the week. And we, we should see the what the, o- the over-under points. Yeah. But well, that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. And DraftKings, um, it does have the team futures for winning this year and the coyotes are tied you know for last with the worst odds to win the whole thing on the DraftKings sportsbook app which it's kind of hard to argue um but you know so you can check that out now on DraftKings sportsbook app and then in just a few weeks and we'll be able to bet hockey you can literally bet like i think espo said that he bet on a table was it table, table tennis? tennis yes yeah. live on their show last week cricket Oh, cricket, cricket live yeah. on the show? Oh, yeah. it's the avalanche guys who bet table tennis on their show. So literally, like any sport you can bet. And, you know, we've talked about the things that we need to hold on to for the Coyotes this year. We got the Kachina. That's exciting. Why don't, you know, bring in some hockey betting, make it a little bit more exciting. And you can do that with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you can sign up 
today using the code PHNX. And like I said before, you get $150 in free bets. So you can practice now, use your bets on football, college football, table tennis, cricket, whatever you want. And when hockey season starts, then you'll be ready to use DraftKings to bet on hockey. So we're for sure looking forward to that. Leah? What? You have sat here for the last two weeks. Yes. And listened to Craig and I talk a lot. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So today... With Craig being gone, yes. we're going to take just a couple minutes to learn a little bit more about Leah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, about time. Everybody at home is like, about time. <laughs> so we know you're a hockey fan. We know you're from Toronto. We got that on yes. show one. Yes, yes, yes. So we're just going to ask, um, I got a couple of hockey questions. Kay. And then maybe we'll get off topic. First, growing up yes. or now. Yes. Do you have a favorite all-time NHL player? Favorite player of all time? Yes. Doesn't have to be a Coyote. Yes, and it's going to be so cliche, like you might roll your eyes, but it for me, it's Sidney Crosby. And that is because when... So, yes, I grew up in Toronto, but my dad was so anti-Leafs because the Leafs were just so bad for so long, and he like kind of broke up with them. Um, and... You know, the Coyotes, you know, the Coyotes. So we, we <laughs> yeah. my dad and I decided we needed a team that we could cheer sure. for that had a chance. And I'll never forget, it was uh, 2009. So it was before the the Penguins won the Cup that year. And my dad said to me, you know, that that Sidney Crosby kid is really, really good. Like, let's, let's follow him. We'll follow the Penguins. And he and I just decided to follow the Penguins. And they happened to win the Cup that year. And I've... I'm actually here's here. I'm coming out and saying it. I I'm a Penguins fan as well. Um, and it's all because of Sidney Crosby. And I just watched him. Did you sit and watch games with your dad all the time? Seriously? Yeah. yeah that oh, that, that really was cool. like that was our thing. Growing up, like, and I I, I don't like. Were you still in Toronto when that was happening, or were you here? Both. Yeah, okay. both. Like I. I actually texted my mom this morning because I was like, "How old was I when I went to my first NHL game?" She said four. Come on. I said, was it in Toronto? So you just stole my second question. I know. I'm sorry. I did. Do you remember your first live NHL game? The answer is no, because I had to text my mom and ask. (laughs) And she said four. So I don't remember. You were four years old in Toronto. I said, was it in Toronto? She said, it might have been Buffalo (laughs) because it's so close. But But uh, why would be Buffalo? I don't know. Like, it's not that far of a drive. It's like about an hour. Easier to get tickets in Buffalo than Toronto, I'm assuming. Probably way cheaper, too. I actually, and my... I used to sometimes fly to Buffalo to go visit my dad in Toronto because um, it was cheaper. And sure. we once went to a Penguin Sabres game. In Did Buffalo. you really? Yeah. In Buffalo? Yeah, in Buffalo. Wow. So, so you do go and I've been, deep back I've with been the Pittsburgh to, Penguins. And I've been to Mellon Arena, the iceberg. We, My dad and I also the went. The old iceberg? Yeah, we went there. From the Jean it's only a, Claude Van You know, Van Pittsburgh's Damme only movie? a four-hour drive from Toronto. I did not know that. So that was another trip we did. So How many rinks have you been in? How not many NHL many. rinks have you been in? Literally, like the Coyotes rink, uh, have Toronto. you been in Toronto? Yep, I've been okay, to Toronto. Scotiabank? To yeah, to me it's still Air Canada Center, but yeah, yeah Scotiabank Arena, um, and Buffalo, and the Pittsburgh. old Melon in Pittsburgh. I really think that's it. You know, Pittsburgh. You go back to that Pittsburgh, the the igloo, classic view from the outside, classic building from the outside. It was miserable inside, <laughs> yeah. and when they designed it to open, yeah. like it, I think well, I, we should know. It, it, last time it actually opened was during a concert. 
where they actually opened open roof. Yeah. And the plan was to play hockey with the roof open and they never opened <laughs> it again. Yeah. Um, but it was time. Like I, I was fortunate enough to go to a lot of those old arenas yeah. before they closed, you know, Joe Lewis and, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I'm glad I was there. Yeah. But the facilities underneath that the team used, man, it was time for an upgrade. Yeah. So I'm glad they got their new yeah. building. Yeah. So that yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm, I did not know that about you. And I know your dad's really important to you when it comes to hockey. Yes, very. So that's really cool. Yeah that you had that and those memories. So that's, yes, I'm glad we talked about yes, that. Yes, me too. Thank you. Lastly, okay. no more hockey. Okay. I want to talk about TV. Okay. I watch a lot of TV. Yes. I watch TV late at night after everybody's asleep. I put in my streaming services and yeah. I watch shows to help me sleep. Okay. So right now, you can give me your top one that you're streaming right now or your top three streaming series, not movies, series okay. of all time okay. so either one you're watching now okay or three best streaming shows all time okay well this will be easy because i'm actually not streaming anything right now wow because i've been very busy with the launch of phnx <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll hear that <laughs> um, so Too busy. I, i'm actually not streaming a series right now um to me my top show of all time is friday night lights oh um and it's back on netflix and i'm planning to rewatch it because the whole series you're gonna yes, start beginning whole, to end yeah, I'm gonna, and, and here's another fact about me and i know people go back to shows all the time like yep. people will rewatch their favorites shows a hundred times yes. i've never rewatched a series I'm doing Curb Your Enthusiasm for the third time. No, I've right never now. done that. And my three. friends think that is so shocking because I like I have friends who've seen every episode of Friends like ten times, every episode of The Office ten times. I've never rewatched a series. So for me, I have to go back to Friday Night Lights. It's my favorite of all time. Um and I don't even have a top three because it's just Friday Night Lights and then a huge drop wow. for me. Um I'm also a big T V person, not in the last year, like during more so during, you know, the peak quarantine time of COVID, I watched a lot of TV, but well, I, I'm not ready to get into my stuff, my TV viewing. Cause it's, yeah, we can save that for it's another very day. unique. Yeah. Like people are going to not like what I watch, <laughs> but we will get into that. We've got plenty of time yep. to talk about a whole yep. lot of other things. Yes. And I have, I have questions for you, but I think we'll save we'll it for it. We'll save it for another day because we gotta, we gotta wrap up here today. But, uh, this was, this was fun. Just you and it me. Was good. It was I good. I enjoyed it. I was worried without Craig here. No. But, I wonder look, if his Craig's fans still, are here though. Craig. Yeah. Well, they, the they minions can, are they, the minions there. I don't know. We'll, well watch the news after. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun today. And if you're watching us here on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, PHNX Sports. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes, at PHNX underscore sports as well. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us. Follow Craig. Oh, and Petey's trying to get to 500, to 500 followers. So at, at S. Peters Hockey. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Leah Merrill and Craig, of course, at Craig S. Morgan. Um, that's where all the info is, all the information about our shows. Um, like we mentioned before, the T-shirts, check those out at phnxlocker.com. Go phnx.com for all the great content as well. Um, and coming up this week, like PD said, we have an interview with Ray Whitney tomorrow on our podcast. We'll be back live on Wednesday to talk about um, more – Hopefully more on the arena, but definitely more about training camp, which starts it starts yeah. on Wednesday, yep. right? So yeah, Media so day. you know, hockey, hockey's here. and Leah, I got a question. You talked about the podcasts, yeah. So this show that we're doing right yeah. now live yeah. is going to be a podcast. It is going to be a podcast. Like, how long does it take from right now when we're done? Yes, till that will it be available. Should be like 
it'll be in the next like 15 minutes probably. That's incredible. It, it depends on the d- today. Is it, it will up to be, Shane? To, no, I will do you that. You do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through mine also. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is That's why we're wrapping up now. <laughs> Shane is a busy That's impressive. man today. You guys all are. You guys work yes, really hard. Yes. And we thank um, you for all the well, hard work you put in. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And also, yeah, make sure you're um, subscribing to our show wherever you subscribe to podcasts as well. Um, so you don't miss an episode where we're giving you five days a week of Coyotes content, which I know has you know, that hasn't been around here in the Valley. So we're really excited to be giving you that. And we're excited to bring you more this week. So follow along. And thanks for thanks for joining us today. Have a great day, everyone. See you tomorrow.